Welcome back to the Eaton Asphalt Podcast, episode forty-nine. I think one away from the uh, from the halfway to the to the hundo mark. Um, we are back after a, a short break ourselves. We had an off season that we rightfully deserved as well as as you know very hardworking journalists in the sport. Um, and yeah, and we're back talking news, things that have happened since the break. Uh, we're also going to rank some liveries, talk a little bit about race suits. And yeah, we'll get into it. But first off, Marco, my friend, my podcast partner, my buddy, how are you? How you been? Uh, I would say that like we already took our break. Uh, you know, we had a little bit of another break. <laughs> but I like to say yeah. that like we're we're preparing for war. You know, we're preparing for the 2022 <laughs> Formula One season. That's going to be a war in itself. And then you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll ask Nikita about some more stuff about the other okay. war going on. Uh, but yeah, it is great to be back. It is just uh, how many days did you say? What was that? There are currently twenty three days left until lights out for the F one season. So get ready, everybody. Our Jordan it's day. Time to get our Jordan board. day. Our... Exactly. Wow. Incredible. Well, yeah, like you said, uh, I mean, there has been so much. What has it been? Maybe two weeks or so. More than I could imagine. Maybe like six. Of well, you know, I round down. Uh, more than I could imagine of news that has like hit the Twitter sphere, has hit the Formula One sphere. It, it might be a long one, but uh, we're gonna try to you know hit all the the highbrow stuff going on. Uh, Ian, let's just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So, like he said, we'll be hitting the highbrow stuff. So everybody, strap on because it's gonna be a wild ride. Let's get into our first news uh, <laughs> news piece of the F one break. <laughs> Uh, first off, let's start easy, warm everybody up. Mercedes um, is rumored to be entering 2022 with an extra horsepower boost thanks to their turbocharger. Um, some of this, like some of these words, kind of feel a little fast and furious. Yeah, to I me. was thinking the exact like, same thing. <laughs> like, what is a tur- what is a turbocharger? Why? Why doesn't uh, everyone get a turbocharger? <laughs> why is it just Mercedes? Like, That's my biggest question. Is like why. Are they the only ones like, hey, they got the turbocharger? And it's like, fuck, they beat us to it. Is it like you got to find it? Damn, I can't believe we forgot to put a Mercedes turbocharger in. Is, is so good at finding this fucking turbocharger. They just put one. <laughs> oh, yeah. that would be a good a little idea. Maybe one team gets it. They put it on a, they hide it on a certain track, any track in the world, Formula One circuit, and all the teams have to go out. And find it. It's like a Survivor, not Survivor, uh, Amazing Race for Turbocharger. Just throughout the season, it's hidden somewhere on the track, and you have to be like, oh my god, yeah, there it is. Like, get you'll it. see. And whoever gets it, gets it for the rest of the season. Okay. So it could be the last race, might mean nothing, or it's very beginning, and they're like, fuck, dude, we just banked. <laughs> just food for that. Michael Massey, I know you doesn't matter, but when you're listening, pass it to the people that still have a job there. <laughs> hey, oh, slam. Nice. <laughs> All right, moving right along. We got our boy Total Wolf back in the news. He regrets his personal war with words with Christian Horner. I can only imagine that if Horner was asked the same thing, he would not say the same thing. I think he would love this little banter. That's kind of who he is, and uh, would will we will see this the entire 2022 year. I think Total Wolf is kind of full of shit, honestly, because he's going to keep doing this. Like, do you see him just acting extreme? extremely mature this entire season no not at all this is a this is a classic play be like okay you know obviously the same thing's going to happen this year at the end of this year 
he's probably going to be asked a similar question that prompted this res- response or like answer of like, hey, do you regret, you know, being in such a battle with Christian Horner? And he's like, oh, no, I, I took a break. Like, I, I regretted my, my actions uh, the previous year. Christian yeah, just I was just full hot forward. in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've seen this too or you've been checking the news on Christian Horner, but he also got in hot water recently uh, for saying that uh, women or girls are only watching F1 because of the handsome drivers, because of the good-looking drivers. So uh, thoughts There's there? just so many, so many just <laughs> studly drivers in this grid. It is crazy. When I think of Formula 1... And I think of like uh, a Nicholas Latifi. I'm like, oh, I I hate hate my girlfriend watching because I'm like, oh my gosh, I bet she's just thinking of Nikita Mazepin, that sexy, sexy man, that big Lego headed, five head, yeah, Nikita Mazepin, Esteban Ocon and his lanky ass, yeah, dude, it's definitely the definitely that's the reason, the cream of the crop, yeah, <laughs> especially if you think about it, like what a ridiculous thing to say to say that women watch F1 for. Like for the handsome drivers when they're wearing helmets the whole time, you can't even see their heads yeah. for the most part. Like you barely not, see their head in the like in the shot of the actual sport going on. Not sexist at all. I'm stand by my boy Christian. Yeah. that definitely isn't sexist. No, for sure, agree. It's only sexist if like you think it's sexist, and then you're sexist for thinking that. That's how it works. You're the problem. Yeah, we stand by Christian. <laughs> We do not. Uh, Toto Wolf also talked. <laughs> <a bit laughs> Wolf also talked about uh, his radio actions being unacceptable. This was like a there was. I mean, this happened several weeks ago at this point. But like, there was a time where Toto was getting a little bit seemingly in his feelings, being like, "Oh man, regret the words. Uh, you know, the war of words with Christian Horner. My my actions were unacceptable in Abu Dhabi. Like, I know that." So there was, you know, maybe Toto Wolf just went did like a little meditation, maybe like a little yoga retreat, and was like, you know, what, what are we mad for? Why are we fighting? Kind of deal. Uh, he went on that sixteen-day um, binge or the Pancha Karma. <laughs> yeah, Pancha <laughs> Karma that Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah, did he him. was with Aaron? Yeah, dude, just super, super regretful and and like really just uh, appreciative. Yeah. You know what really clears regret and, like, feelings of, like, disappointment in yourself is violently vomiting and having diarrhea. I heard. I, I, I can't confirm, but that's just, like, what's When you're close to death, you're like, wow, like, maybe things aren't too dim going on, you know? <laughs> All right, moving right along. Mick Schumacher is in the news now, talking about his rookie year, saying that it has been easier than expected uh, I would love to have sa- have someone had a follow-up question on, like, what you mean by that? Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't see what he says, you know? I, yeah. I feel like there's, like, the one side where he was prop every single person that was talking to him, racer, journalist, fan, just loves him. So I think his, like, embrace into Formula 1 is probably better than expected, but, like... I don't know, do you think, did he think going into the season, he was like, I'm going to do worse than what he did? <laughs> I mean, there there's always the, the Mazepin factor, so maybe he's just basing it off of, like, hey, relative to, like, I mean, the point of Formula One is to beat your teammate, right? Like, that's your your number one goal, and, uh, and he did that comfortably in a majority of races, but, yeah, it, it could be just because Mazepin isn't necessarily the world's greatest driver. It could be because there was no pressure, um, just because the car was hadn't been worked on since, what, 2019? 
Um, you know, maybe again, like you said, his dad is so loved that like maybe media was just embracing him and making him his little, uh, you know, kind of golden boy. But yeah, that was, that was very funny to see. He was like, it was pretty easy. It's like, dude, did you have a good time? Like, did you enjoy that season? Cause you're in for the last better races, season. Nikita was beating you or like made it pretty close. Like he was, he, he improved more than you during the season, which you cannot, you are not allowed to say. No one should say <laughs> that on the grid. <laughs> Cool, and then let's take a turn. Let's go into the corner of the gambling industry here. Um, I did see this, and I wanted to bring it up to you and see what you thought. So the odds for the 2022 uh, Formula One Drivers World Championship have been released on several betting sites. Um, they're not exactly the same, but they're they're you know within like you know within five of, of like the uh, the actual odds. So uh, I want to read these out to you and, and get your reaction on them. Just kind of see where we are. So first up. Uh, Vegas likes Lewis to win Drivers World Championship this year. They have him as bet at the uh, the worst odds at plus one ten. Thoughts? I wouldn't like it. I would not bet money on that. No. Yeah, it's to to me. It's like risk reward I mean, isn't there. Right, like new regs coming in. Like obviously that's going to shake stuff up. But Max at plus two twenty five. I think I do like. Yeah, I like that. Place. Yeah, dude, that is wild how big of a gap that is. Yeah. Yeah, and even bigger gap is uh, George Russell and Charles Leclerc are actually even odds right now um, at plus 500. So multiply your money by five if you bet on George Russell or Charles Leclerc and they bring it home. Uh, Russell, actually both of these I think are, are way too bad of odds. Like Charles Leclerc winning the championship at only five times my money, like give me way more than that, please. I agree with that. I don't know why. I feel like George just could surprise, and he's just he's on it. I it's it. gonna be I his mean, first year, like in the cars. But like I don't know. I've seen we've seen some good drivers that have really improved, like did well their first year in the car. Carlos did very yeah, well. I, I mean, like one thing is like the the first year in the car, but George Russell during the uh, was it the Secure Grand Prix where he he should have won that one. Uh, the yeah, Lomachenko exactly. ended up winning. He yeah. should have won that race, and yeah. that was his first time in that car. So, yeah, that's another thing that's interesting to think about is, like, you know, we talked about Carlos Sainz last year. Like, uh, you know, the, the people who have been in new cars, like Fernando Alonso is another good example, um, having to kind of, like, adjust where it's like, look, I don't expect George Russell to have, like, a big adjustment period just because of how quickly he got the hold of that car, uh, what was it, two years ago now. So Yeah, he's been yeah. in the car a good amount, too, even prior to. So he does. he's not coming in cold, you know. He's got some experience with this car. Uh, I mean, I guess no one really has experience with these cars either, too, you know. Like, there's only to a certain yeah. extent, right? Like, these are all new cars. So, like, everyone's going to have some learning curves. He might have a little bit bigger because it's going from two different. But, like, I, I would say everyone's going to struggle. Yeah, I think everyone's going to struggle. Like, I would agree with that. But uh, I think they got, the, like, among the guys who make it click early, um, I, I think Russell's going to be in there with, uh, like, with that group. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I think, I think, I, I'm put, I'm going to put some money on it tonight, George Russell. Yeah. Why not? Love it. Love yeah. it. Screw it. House always wins my ass. Marco always wins, is what I, I just put a, I just put a $100 parlay on Max and George both winning. Oh, nice, dude. That's yeah, dude. Right. The odds were fantastic, dude. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I was like, duh. All right, moving right, right along. All right, moving right along. Before the one is enforcing mandatory vaccines for employees. Uh, we actually had a conversation. What 
drivers would we think are not vaccinated? I'm assuming everyone is now, but like beforehand coming out this, there was a couple that we were talking about. Uh, I thought Lewis Hamilton, maybe like, you know, he wants to go holistic, very natural. Uh, and also Nikita Mazepin, who it might not even matter. He might be out of the sport, but like him just being like, no, I'm too much. I'm too rich to care. Yeah, I Lewis from the holistic standpoint, that's a good take. Um, I think, I mean, Kimmy might just like not know that there's a vaccine. Like he just doesn't check news or like doesn't. Maybe that's why he around. retired like secretly. He's like, I know it's going to be a problem. He was like, I'm retiring because you guys got to look into this like COVID stuff. Like this is, there's a pandemic going on. I don't know if anybody knows. You guys aren't taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm happy that there's a, there's an enforcement of like mandatory vaccines. These people are traveling, traveling to different countries like every other week. So uh, makes makes sense to me. Good for you, FIA. Good for you. And next up, we have Alpha Tauri boss Franz Tost. I think it's pronounced French Toast in English. Um, he has doubts that the cars are going to be uh, able to follow very well. So that was one of the big reasons for the regulation changes that have happened. Um, the FIA and F1 wanted to make sure that the cars weren't having as much trouble like following, um, just so that they could make more overtakes, make the sport more exciting. Um, and now there's some like uh, some question pulled into play here, just because like long straights should be fine. Uh, but for basically what Mr. Uh, Mr. Toast is saying is that um, they're, they're going to have trouble in high-speed corners. So um, it's just kind of interesting because it was the first time that I heard somebody criticize the car uh, and, like, you know, talk about, like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe this isn't going to work as well as we thought. Yeah, and, like, my, my dumb brain is kind of thinking, too, the reason they got shorter cars or for better turning like that. Like, the whole thing with going to Monaco with those last year's cars – was like they were so long it was hard to actually make some quick turns so like shorter car this becoming a problem uh was not something that i would have guessed yeah we'll see though i mean this is all this is like every it's almost weird to like report like what we're seeing in the news cycle because it's like man it's just testing like who knows anything about this stuff right great point great point thank you Ian. i'm back on my point good nice all right, moving right along. We have a new point system for sprint races. So a lot of teams were kind of bitching and complaining about this. Uh, the ones that I thought would have bitched and complained were like the Haas is the bottom of the tier, not a lot of money. A lot of the teams, it was like Mercedes and Red Bull and uh, Ferrari, were kind of in cahoots about having this problem. Um, apparently they're saying, hey, this is so much more money than typical. And uh, we are already spending less because of the uh, budget cap and so this is gonna we're gonna even have to spend even less than this and everyone all the other teams that can't even come close to the budget are like come welcome to our world but the point system goes actually eight points for p1 all the way down to the top eight so p9 through p20 zip uh i kind of like this uh it does i feel like defeat the purpose of wanting cars to like the teams to remain closer throughout the season because if the better teams are finishing getting an extra eight points seven points every every single weekend compared to what we're used to i think they're gonna pull ahead a little bit but does that make sense am i wrong on that no i I think you're right i like my when i saw this it was like the the big deal to me was like this is going to shake up the midfield battle because like yeah you're always you know, in the at the back of the points, let's say, like the the guys that are shooting, you know, trying really hard for anywhere from like two, four, eight points. Like, um, the these guys are gonna be in positions where they get they do get like very valuable bonus points during these sprint yeah, races. True. Um, and so yeah, my I mean, when I saw this, like my first reaction was just like, this is gonna be 
it's just going to be more interesting because of the points race, like the, the actual, you know, like points battle is going to be switched up by this. So yeah, I think like this, this actually like weirdly, I, I wasn't a massive fan of sprint races, but this made me kind of excited for it. Cause it's just an extra twist. Yeah, I know. Make every single more race more important. So yeah. Right. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, but moving on, races are going to be important, but uh, a little bit tricky if the F1 doesn't figure out their porpoising uh, that the cars are doing. So, Marco, do you know what porpoising is? Um, it's what me and your mother did last night. Okay, moving on. Porpoising. Uh, porpoising is the effect that happens when air is sucked under the car um, until the bottom of the car hits the track and then jumps back up because of the collision like with the track. When it's high up, it generates more downforce and sucks it back down. So like you know when you're on a boat, uh, like mo- like cruising on a with boat and the mom? boat seems to be like going back. Getting <laughs> sucked? Like the oh, air? You just get sucked? All right, we might move on from this one. My only take, <laughs> my only take was that, uh, you know, the possible solution that was talked about was raising the ride height of the car, like just making the car a little taller. Um, there's a minimum level for that, but no maximum. So uh, yeah, that the only problem is that they're gonna lose time in the corner because of less downforce. So um, less sucking. You know, this less. Okay. All right, go ahead on to the next one. <laughs> I tried, dude. I really tried. And thanks for the explanation. I'm porpoising, Ian. (laughs) All right, moving right along. We have our F1 sprint confirmed for Imola, Austria, and Brazil. Uh, Max won in Imola and Austria. Lewis won in Brazil, so I like how they're kind of spacing that out. Obviously, more people in favor for Max and helping Max win. All right, and moving right along, let's get down to the important things in life, one of which being equality. And let's talk about the W Series uh, for the 2022 season. Um, unlikely purchaser of a W Series team or entrant will be Caitlyn Jenner for the 2022 season. Uh, you think she was a good track star? You just wait to see her get other people on the track for her. Um, this was, yeah. Thoughts on this? Give me your thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner as a, as a person, actually. <gasps> All right, so what if, like, she, her driver just struggled, and she said, you know what, fuck it, I'm taking it, and she becomes a Formula W Series driver, and she dominates. Talking more about the W Series, there's recent news about Jamie Chadwick going back to the W Series after not being able to secure an F3 seed. Uh, She got a million dollars in winnings, and... uh, Tried to get help funding to, to join, but cannot bring enough supplemental money to the table. Uh, I think people were kind of raising a big fuss about this, and it was like, oh, why? Like, this dang money is keeping this lady from racing. It's keeping 99.9% of the population from racing a Formula One car. Yeah, like, and uh, I mean, even a Formula Three seat, right? Like, those are hard to come by. I think the reason that people were upset behind this was that so the W Series purpose was to get women like racing at the higher levels, like in the higher formulas. Um, And so she's won it multiple times. Like she should, uh, she's done everything, like checked every box that she should need to um, to get an F3 seat. But 
at the end of the day, it's just like, well, look, yeah, she, she just doesn't have enough money. This is a pay-to-play sport. And so uh, it's it just kind of, like, undermines the real purpose of what the W Series is of, like, hey, why do we have oh, this yeah. if it's if it's not going to, like, if it's not going to do what it's supposed to do? Um, but, I mean, it's just, just tough. It's, it's, like, hard to get into Formula 3 no matter what's between your legs. But I, I get that, like, you know, it, it is frustrating to be like, hey, we started this entire fucking series of racing to get, you know, to get more women in the sport. And now there's a clear choice of the woman that needs to, that should get the next shot. And the fact that she's not is, is understandably uh, frustrating for the folks of the W series. Yeah. I, I mean, like, do you just give her more, like, I guess they don't have enough money to give her more than a million dollars winning, but like they should say winner of the W series, we fund however much money it takes to get you into something. Yeah, they they yeah. were gonna they give her they give him a hundred or sorry a million dollars at the yeah. end of the year. Moving right along, another funny funny. We always you know have our little jokes about Christian or our uh, anger towards him. I think this was fantastic. He uh, was at a charity event and bought a Mercedes factory tour. Uh, so I think this is like an ultimate troll job, and I would love to hear a follow up of how this works out too. Like. Does Mercedes say like absolutely not? And he just spent thirty grand to like, but yeah, also got to know it's coming. So, uh, but I don't know, man. Props to him. That was very clever. Yeah, it was awesome. I from what I from what I read, I don't, I don't have it confirmed, but like it was there was a clause in the uh, like in the the part of that that said like no Formula One employees um, like will be accepted for this award. So I think this was mostly just a PR like getting in the head of, of Mercedes being like haha like look yeah, we're we're in the news together because I'm you know essentially like pulling a prank on you, um, which I think is genius and, and wonderful in and of itself. So hat tip to Christian for my end. Yeah, yeah. tips off. <laughs> um and okay. We are going to talk a little bit about the Russia-Ukraine stuff, but we promise that we're going to talk about something funny after this. So a little, little sour right now. We'll end it with sweet. But let's get into Russia-Ukraine. Um, so for those of you who smartly don't watch the news, little stuff going on, little Russia and Ukraine uh, invasion type stuff, little rascals over there starting a world war. Um, but the fallout from this in the F1 world is that Eurocali, the chemical company that's the sponsor, biggest sponsor for the Haas F1 team, um, their logo has been removed from the liver from the livery for the last day of testing. So Haas is just going to be putting out a very white car since Eurocali is such a big logo on that car. Um, the other piece of this is that the Russian Grand Prix tickets are no longer available on sale uh, on the F1 tickets website. The Turkey Grand Prix tickets, Turkey was not scheduled this year, um, is rumored rumored to be the replacement for the Russian Grand Prix. Um, the reason these rumors are coming about is because people are seeing the website for the Turkish Grand Prix get developed, um, and that's just been over the last like day or two. So yeah, that's that's just kind of an interesting thing. I think smart money is on. We're racing in um, warless Turkey, or at least like you know. Yeah, warless. We'll call it warless Turkey instead of a uh, warful Russia. Um, and then let's talk about the underlying part of all of this, which I think is the most interesting. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a seat as hot as Nikita Mazepin's at the moment because, you know, maybe if he were a little bit better last year, showed a little more promise throughout the entire season, uh, they would be like, hey, you know, this guy's already in this seat. He's, you know, he's, he's a good enough driver. But, I mean, with that Ural Cali money, if that partnership is no more and there's no more money flowing in from Ural Cali, 
I mean, there's why keep him around? Like he's 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 not shown that he's like a good enough talent, right? So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I I think my money is on a a mid season driver shift for the Haas team, uh, and I don't think it would be great odds just because I, I think it's relatively inevitable. Yeah, it's only a matter of time unless. I mean, there's no way that he's going to pump in money outside of that outside of that company. And even if it's outside of that company, it's still going to be through like uh, a guy who's good friends with a guy trying to start World War Three. True. So, like, regardless, the money coming in isn't like money that probably is like ethically, you know, a okay. Thanks, thanks a lot, man. You know, the only the only team that. Would there's like the longest team that would take and endure bad money is Haas though. That's true. Yeah, I mean they need it. They just need it, dude. <laughs> you take it from a billionaire Russian oligarch. You you're probably not caring where the next like weird evil money comes from. I mean they're they're yeah they're living paycheck by paycheck. So I mean what more can they do? <laughs> Uh, maybe sell their team to Mario Andretti, who's looking for, to buy an F1 team right now. Seems like a match made in heaven in my mm-hmm. book. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you you don't know, want to get out while you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a market. Um, but you know what? I know there's like all this issue going on. Um, I really do appreciate like letting athletes, letting other people speak out. Uh, people, people. Oh, I don't know. Maybe like Jeremy Clarkson. You know. Journalist, broadcaster, writer, like, you know, well-known guy. Auto personality, too. Yeah, exactly. And just let him say, speak his mind. Uh, Because this came out today, uh, and I quote, Nikita Mazepin, you fucking R-word that I will not say, go ahead and race in Russia on your own, you still lose. So, uh, yeah, I think he... um, is upset maybe and Nikita Mosman? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, I thought maybe it was like uh, Jeremy, maybe like thought he was texting someone and he was like, "Oh shit! Oh no! I shouldn't have done that." And then this motherfucker, <laughs> that someone says many, many words that you could have chosen. Like, why would you say these words? He goes, "Nope, I think I got this one right." So this fucking dude just doubles down, <laughs> dropping the R word. Uh, and then said, yeah, no, I meant it. I meant every word. Uh, I guess we have different standards in the UK and the US. But, I mean, like, appreciate him. Just, I saw this get posted on a lot of uh, Instagram, uh, you know, like, Finsta, funny F1 car memes and stuff. And I was like, ah, someone just made this up. That's pretty messed up, but definitely fake. And then, lo and behold, <laughs> Jeremy shooting his goddamn it. shot. And it I, was oh, exactly like, oh, in his Jeremy, holy and shit. Like, not only did he tweet it, it's still up. And beyond that, he doubled down to a comment yeah, that dude. was like, hey, man, good sentiment. Maybe use a different word. And he's like, no, I got, I used the right word. <laughs> like, okay. I was going to think of a couple other words actually to add on to this one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what about this one? And there's just like, more offensive <laughs> shit. Uh, thanks. So shout out Jeremy. Uh, and yeah, let him tweet instead of let them race. Love Let them it. tweet. Let them tweet. All right. Well, moving on to uh, to the thick news. Let's talk about liveries because that is that's been a you know a big talk recently. Just because 
I think nine out of the ten teams have released their livery. Alfa Romeo is the only holdout. They're going with like a nice little camo right now, trying to hide the parts still seemingly. But, um, but yeah, let's talk about liveries. What we want to do here is talk about our top three, um, and then maybe the one that we like the least if uh, if we if we have time for that. Um, so let's go. I actually want to hear your answers first, Marco, because I'm worried. I'm worried that ours are going to be kind of similar. Uh, I doubt but, it. Uh, I you doubt? Okay, I love oh, it. Yeah. Then go ahead. Let's let it rip. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, three McLaren. I thought okay. it was like simple. It was, like like we said, like it doesn't have a lot of advertising on it. It's very clean. Kind of like the black and the orange messed together. Reminds me of Halloween, you know. Woo! Uh, so yeah, I'm an actually a fan. Yeah, and like the like, there's a little bit of hint of blue in the inside of the uh, in, in the rim. So uh, yeah, surprising because I did not like that at the beginning, and then it's warmed up on me. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Number two. Number two. I'm gonna go with Alpine. It, that has warmed up greatly on me. Uh, I love the change. BWT coming in and. They have to uh, spend a lot of money <laughs> because they when they when they are like with a team, they are everywhere. Like I mean, Racing Point that was that was a car full pink BWT along the side. They come in first year in Alpine, and Alpine completely changes the colors for them. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I love that. Also, they're doing the kind of like a flip where mainly pink the first two races. Uh, I I think the pink looks very nice with the blue. So uh, that was a surprise. Big love. Yeah. Okay. And then your number one favorite livery for the 2022 season. Lay it on us. I don't give a shit what you have to say. I want Alfa Romeo to keep that livery as <laughs> is. I love it. I think it's it reminds me of the digital camo in like college football that they're bringing into. I think it's clean. Yeah. I love it. Like I... I was like, right when I saw it, I was like, this needs to stay. Very minimal design, like really, like can't really see sponsors. Obviously, this is not going to be the case. But man, I I thought that was a very cool livery. Uh, and really, really hoping in the back of my head, just like really hoping that for the most part, it kind of stays the same. But I, they have gotten so much heat for it, there's just goddamn no chance. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Like, it's a it's a pretty slick-looking livery, and I wonder if the, like, livery team or the folks in charge of that part of the car um, put this out as, like, all right, we, we just need more time. Like, it's a placeholder. And then, like, the, the response, if, if enough people are like, hey, this is awesome, like, maybe maybe we can use some, some crowdsourcing of influence to change this. Yeah, I hope so. I don't, I don't know your thoughts on it, but I just – I like how it's the same design throughout the entire car. There's not, like, just too much going on. It's, like, a very, that camo look all the way throughout, clean. You just don't have a lot of spot for, like, not a lot of visibility for sponsors. Like, Orlin is on this still. Yeah, dude, I love it. But, like, you can barely see it. Yeah, I know. I really like that, dude. Just fucking, they're just kicking it. They say, we just care about racing. We don't care about fucking sponsors. But still, we need your money. You don't need sponsors to race. You just get in there and you just do it. Just drive. All right, good stuff. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm, we actually didn't overlap on any of ours, so that's pretty surprising, uh, and it's good. Duality of man. Um, my third place, I'm actually going to go with Mercedes. Uh, going back to the silver, I think that silver is so sexy. Like I, I thought the, the black was cool, but like the silver being back in silver arrows – um, is is nice to see. I like that. 
Um, my second place is going to be your boys at Ferrari. Um, okay. It's a different shade of red yeah, that Ferrari's like, running yeah. with. A little bit less like of an orange tint that I, than we've seen blood. recently. More blood, yeah. Yeah, dude. They're coming for they're they're going for blood this year, which I, I like. like a lot as well, um, yeah. That was my fourth. And, and oh, nice. Okay. Um, and then yeah, I, I think I mean just got a classic look to it. It's got a nice shine, and I'm down. And then I can't believe that my number one didn't even make your list, but there's no car on the grid that is sexier than the Aston Martin right now. I think that color is cool. Um, the little like yellow trim on it, like that, that accents it. I think that's a sick looking race car. I don't like that color on anything else except a race car, but, uh, yeah, sign me up for that. So Mercedes, Ferrari and Aston Martin are my, my third place to first place there. Wow, that is wild how different, because uh, what, what was your last, I would like to hear? Uh, so my, my last was was Haas, because, you know, I just, like, don't like the look of their car, and now it's just the Euro Cali is going to be taken off. It's on their car, like, at least twice. Like, it's on the, it's on the wing and on the side, uh, and so it's just going to be, like, a big white car now with a little bit of blue and red trim on it. Yeah, yeah, no, I... I thought that was going to be the easy answer of, like, Haas has never been a good-looking car. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't. I don't like – like, Aston, I think it's just a little too boring for me. Um, and Red Bull, it's just it, – I don't see much difference to it. Like, they just have been doing the same thing for forever. So uh, I heard some yeah. people talking about how it just looks more fierce on this new 2022 car. I don't know what the fuck they're it's saying. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's the same it's, it's fucking be, thing. It's like hardcore Red Bull fans that I've heard say that or that I've seen tweet about that. But like, all they did was put Oracle on. Uh, yeah, and they they really haven't. I mean, it's it's the same car that we've seen the last couple of years. So yeah, there was a big. I, I think I, I I did see a couple of people like geeking out over it, and I'm like, guys, let's calm down. Like, let's let's just call a spade a spade. It's gonna be fast, but it's oh, just are you not seeing what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. so. Uh, let's top it off with our favorite racing suits. Those came out uh, the other day, and so uh, I always think that's interesting, something that really isn't talked about too much. Yeah. I, I, have, I just have my favorite and then least favorite. Um, okay. My, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Alpine um, for no other reason than it just looks so much different than anything I've seen in like, a, you know, like on a race suit, just the, the blue and pink wild collar combination there. Um, it's like a weird gender reveal that they're doing, uh, and yeah, it's that's that's what I'm that's where I'll go with my favorite. All right, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with McLaren actually. I uh, okay. they're a little funky, uh, but I like it. I like it. Like I said earlier, I do like the like the black and the, that type of orange uh, reminds me of Halloween, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it does have a little a little weird uh, weird look to it, but um, I don't know. I think it's it's uh, I'm a fan. Uh, I yeah. I don't I I don't like the Ferrari. It looks goofy. Huh? It looks goofy to me. That, okay, so we are aligned on one thing, and that it's the the, the Ferrari with the weird black stripe. Yeah, just dude. Like, so weird. And then know. the I saw there's a big shell logo on their like right front peck area. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it looks someone changed it to like a McDonald's logo, and it just looked like they were like McDonald's workers and <laughs> <white> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's I'm never gonna be able to unsee that. Like, yeah, I love the Ferrari that. logo is now second place to the McDonald's logo that isn't even there for me to see. Yeah, uh, interesting for how nice they did on the car. 
Really botched it. Really botched it on the suit. But uh, nonetheless, let's move right along. We're going to just do some rapid-fire stories, stories that we didn't think were good enough to actually kind of sit down and banter a little bit about. Uh, but, you know, we also didn't want to leave it out for the people that, you know, need to catch up and get ready for that Formula One season. So, Ian, uh, head it off. I will. So, yeah, I, and I like this idea. Let's play around with this of just, you know, like how we form the show and, like, where we put in these, like, things that aren't necessarily as important, but... All right, so starting off rapid fire, F1 will not broadcast uh, the first three days of testing in Barcelona. We know this by now because it's currently going on. But, yeah, weird that they're not showing live timing. Get on your show. Boo. 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 Honda rumored to be staying in F1 after the first stop in victory. Honestly, if you didn't like me at my P2, you don't deserve me at my P1. Let's change it. Let's get back to Alpine. Let's get back to Renault. Breach. Uh, next up, Lewis Hamilton broke his silence on social media only to announce his Mission 44, which is Lewis Hamilton's charitable foundation, seeking to create a more inclusive education system. Um, and he got Sky to pledge $1 million over a two-year period. So I don't know why they just said you know $500,000 a, uh, a year, but whatever. Whatever. Um, we have two new rule changes for 2022. So... F1 is actually trying to, you know, close gap, as we keep saying, to cars coming in and, uh, you know, not having two cars at the top and and everyone below. So if you come in first in the constructor's standing, you get uh, 70% of the time in the standard wind tunnel. So wind tunnel just helps with aerodynamics in the car, figure out, you know, the the best speed for it, yada, yada. And then if you come in 10th, you get a 115% multiplier. So it just means you get more time working with the car in the wind tunnel, uh, you know, closes the gap a little bit. Love it. Uh, the second one is drivers will get a 10th place grid penalty after five reprimands instead of the typical previous three. A lot of people, once again, are saying you're helping Max out with this because he is a more dangerous and aggressive driver. You're giving him more ability to just, you know, fuck around, not get reprimanded. Love it. Um, weird little thing here that F1 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix had 108 million people watching it, which is actually 7 million more than watched the Super Bowl. So F1 is, can we say it's officially more popular than the Super Bowl? I think yes. Yeah, let's move it on. I mean, it's taking it over. Esteban Ocon, you know something. Esteban was right, dude. He's, it's more popular than soccer. Soon. We That's are fools. <laughs> In 19, the 1997 F1 champion and 87-year-old Jacques Villeneuve raced at the Daytona 500. Uh, he went from being he went from dead last of 40 cars to finishing P22. So uh, I think that's just like we've seen shitty Formula One drivers move into um, you know NASCAR and IndyCar and they do so much better. It's just just you know if you got an 87-year-old guy coming in and like finishing middle of the pack uh yeah i think this just proves it even more yeah what a good way to celebrate his 98th birthday good for him um nicholas latifi says that additional security was implemented around him and his family as a precaution in the wake of the fallout from last season's abu dhabi grand prix Don't not laugh, super dude, surprising funny but what'd you say that's not funny dude why are you laughing because like i don't know People are gonna attack Nicholas Latifi. Like, do they think that? Do they think that? He <laughs> that is funny, it? dude. That is funny, actually. I'm sold. I love it. Uh, Pierre Gasly getting a little heat because uh, he was wearing a headdress. Uh, so the progressive group on Twitter, 
F1 Twitter, baby. Just coming after them. Uh, having a big problem with that, so that's always fantastic. Can't do that. They hit it They hit it pretty well, though. They nope, didn't really get out, so good for them. Uh, Alex Albon is set to be able to fully use the tie flag in F1 this year as the World Anti-Doping Agency plans to reinstate Thailand in sporting and let them actually like see their flag and what they're racing under. So interesting that Thailand and Russia were the only two uh, countries that had this problem. Um, let's hope Thailand doesn't really copy like everything Russia does and that they stay out of Ukraine and Kiev. World War Three joke. <laughs> Try and stop them. Try and stop them. <laughs> Moving right along. We got a random holdup popped up in the track of Interlagos. So uh, I personally, call me fucked up, if this happened in the middle of the race, this would be just popcorn ready. This would be incredible. If a car just got swallowed in the fucking earth. Red Bull fans would think that Mercedes did it to slow Red Bull down, and Mercedes fans would think Red Bull did it to slow Mercedes down, dude. It would be the best if this happened dude, in, during an actual race. Oh, absolutely. I bet even if like uh, Red Bull fell into it, Mercedes fans would be like, oh, he's taking a shortcut. Illegal. Yeah, <laughs> they'd always find a way to like blame the other team. Like, dude, he just got—he's his car's gone. They're like, oh yeah, he's probably yeah. cheating. He's that damn Christian Horner. Is that what Toto sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael. No, remember? That's, no, this is so not right. <laughs> this this is not right. Oh wow, I just completely changed accents. <laughs> way in I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, F1 will be racing in Austin until at least 2026 with a new contract extension guaranteeing a minimum of the next five years. Might as well book the flights right now for every year until 2026 and hopefully beyond because your boys will be there repping our typical outfits. Yeah, just hopefully they can get some better, um, you know, better highways and rotary out to uh, Circuit of the Americas because sweet mother of God, it's only going to get worse. It's, hey, it's all part of the experience. All right. That looks like, oh, uh, last little tidbit. We got Apple's producing an F1-themed movie starring Brad Pitt. So I don't know where F1 can go from here. I think this is, like, peak. Hey, like, we did it. We fucking got Brad Pitt to to be in a movie about us. So um, congratulations to us. I think we just, we wrap it up, wrap up the sport. It's done. Everybody go home. Yeah, once you get Brad Pitt to star in a movie about your sport, it just cements it as the bit as one of the biggest sports ever. We are done with our rapid fire news. Uh, pretty long episode for no racing to be have had in a couple months and uh, in a couple more weeks. But uh, just so much stuff going on, really preparing us for the start of the 2022 season. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have. Probably at least one more episode before um, before we get racing again, um, just to cover every you know every little tidbit of news that you need to go into the season knowledgeable. Um, but yeah, I think that's that'll do it for us. Appreciate everybody listening as always. See you assholes. See you assholes.